Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome to Podcast Hackers. In this episode, we have Enrico Lunyan. Enrico, how you doing? I'm really good, Greg. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show and, and taking a bit of time out of your busy schedule to share a little bit about yourself and your business and, and podcasting. Absolutely. Yeah, so for the, the folks out there who don't know you, do you want to kind of give uh, a little bit about yourself and how you got started podcasting? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First of all, Craig, thanks you, thank you for the opportunity. I love to be the, the first guest of this podcast. And hello to everyone who's listening. I'm Enrico Lunian. I'm a 25-year-old Italian social media strategist. I'm currently the chief strategy officer of Evanic SMM, which is a social media marketing agency that has connections with around 500 million followers around all social media platforms from Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Quora, LinkedIn, Medium. And we craft and execute social media marketing and sales strategies for companies and big corporations. We started podcasting. I started podcasting because we have a thriving Facebook community. Uh, and in order to grow the community, I decided that it was a nice idea to start having interviews with other podcast hosts and with other community managers on Facebook. And therefore, we started this podcast. The podcast is called The Avenic Interviews. We've done 20 episodes so far in a bit less than six months. And it's been, I have to be honest, Craig, it's been an amazing experience. I started it as, you know, one additional way to distribute content, but actually gave me back a lot more than I would have thought. I have to be honest. The guest has been amazing. We started from reaching out to people that were within our inner circle, of course, so people that we were already engaging with, you know, that were experts or uh, aspiring experts in some specific niches. So we started with digital nomads, Facebook ads, experts, funnel builder, funnel hackers, uh, sales strategists. And then we moved up to get, for example, TEDx speakers and motivational speakers like Brandon Farbstein. We got CEO of Bluefish, amazing person, the best guest I've ever had, which is Steve Sims, the guy that really makes the impossible possible. Then we had, for example, Shama Haider, which is the CEO of Marketing Zen, Natalia Vichovsky, which is an amazing LinkedIn influencer that does uh, LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn coaching and LinkedIn workshops for big corporations. So it's been, it's been an amazing, actually an amazing adventure. And I'm really happy I started podcasting last July. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I think it's a really interesting perspective to get. And the, the cool thing about the, this show, I think for, for me and everybody listening is every episode, it's a different reason why people are podcasting. And, and also in the, the sort of, so what in the end is that it ends up having a different effect on your business or your brand or, or whatever kind of thing you're podcasting for. Mm-hmm. But I, I think particularly for you in the social media space, it is so noisy sometimes, right? There is so yeah. much out there in Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and LinkedIn and all these things. And sometimes it makes me feel very old. I'm, I'm not very old, but it makes me feel very old with all of these new things coming up all the time. And you mentioned that you started the podcast as a way to connect with your audience and your Facebook group. Absolutely, yeah. But, but it, it changed after you got into podcasting. Can you talk a little more about kind of what you saw and, and why you think that was? 
Absolutely. I think that, first of all, when you have a guest in a podcast, it doesn't matter how far away uh, you are in your life or in your life goals, but for those 30 minutes to an hour, you're just there to produce really good content and share value with the audience. And in both cases, both for you that you're doing the podcast and the guest that's on the podcast, you're trying to increase the number of people you're able to reach. And that for that 30 minutes, uh, 40 minutes, one hour, depending on the guests I had, I was able to ask questions to experts, real experts that I was aspiring, like I was aspiring to become like them. And that enabled me to start a different conversation with other people at the same level, you know? So instead of going and starting networking with someone in my inner circle, I had the confidence that I built up doing, I started the podcast, but I had no experience in interviews or podcasting. I just started it because I knew, I mean, it wasn't going to hurt. And Sooner or later, anyhow, you have to try it if you want to learn something. So after, I'm sure the first five to eight episodes aren't that great, but then I built confidence and I started outreaching people on multiple social media platforms. Like I said, I started outreaching on LinkedIn. I started outreaching on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook, and I've had... The ability I I built uh, up my my you know my confidence to a point where, to me asking even if the, it was a high net worth individual asking them to join my podcast was like you know something really easy for me and that that helped me build confidence that I also used while you know closing clients while on a client's call and and also being able to drive the conversation within a podcast had me realize a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't have gotten out of Steve Sims or of Shama Hyder. So that's definitely what's one aspect that I loved about podcasting. Yeah, this is a, a blog post that by the time this episode goes live, will be, we'll be live on the Castos blog. But we're talking about the, the hidden benefit of, I'll say, B2B podcasting is networking. Yeah. It is networking, like you're saying, getting 30 minutes in someone's ear, talking together with them and having a conversation about whatever they're a subject matter expert in that you probably also are and and getting to in a really non-assuming way getting a chance to kind of show what you got and show what your your expertise and knowledge is all about and i think that people that people that podcast for business a lot of times say like how does this directly affect my bottom line mm-hmm. but i think maybe the more savvy approach is to say i might not actually sell anything but I'll network and meet a bunch of great people so that in another way or down the line, or when we launch a new product, I can reach out to them in a very warm way. And I've already built that rapport and we can, we can go from there. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, I have to be honest, I, we were able to actually start doing business with some of the guests we had on the podcast. Because for those 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, how long it is, you are actually interacting as peers. You're interacting as two regular people having a conversation and you're, you're not talking most of the time. You know, your guest is talking for, at least in my case, I had my guest talk for most of the time. So you're there listening and that creates a bond, creates a different type of relationship. And as you said, Craig, you can go back a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, start the conversation back, congratulate on how the podcast went and everything, and then get a different conversation going. But you know, you already had the first meeting. There is already a tiny relationship that you were able to build. And therefore, you can build on top of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I would love to hear from your perspective as a social media expert, someone that works with these kind of high net worth and high influencer social media personalities and platforms a lot. 
how working on and with social media has affected your podcast and I guess some of the strategies and ways that you use social media to grow your audience and engage with them in between shows. Because I think podcasting in a lot of ways is a one-way street. So we talk and people listen. Uh, but then the, the magic really comes when you can continue that conversation after the episode and using a Facebook group or whatever, uh, I think is a really interesting way to do that. But I would love to hear from your perspective how social media has fit in with the podcasts. Absolutely. We started the podcast, as I said, to be hosted live. So we, we started the podcast live. And then, of course, we uploaded the recordings on a Facebook group. So within this Facebook group, we always talk about... We started with Instagram and now we go with social media marketing in general. We are called... It's the Social Media Marketing Revolution, the Avenue Community. That's the name of the group. And in there, I wanted to deliver as much value as possible to the people that were joining the group. So I, I looked at what they were interested in and 95% of them were interested in social media marketing. So that's what I wanted to have my, my podcast about. And that's how social media at first influenced the podcast. So everything in the podcast is about either social media marketing or entrepreneurship. But the cool thing is that we use social media, so in this case for me, Facebook groups and also LinkedIn and the Facebook page to distribute the podcast. And I don't care. I, we didn't care, to be honest, about the number of listeners we had. I didn't care how many people were actually downloading the podcast because I wasn't going for volume. I was going for quality. So we actually made sure that every guest we had in the podcast and in the interviews was a guest that could in some way connect to the other guests. So in all 20 episodes, we had someone take care of some aspect that is key within social media marketing, whether it is making impossible experiences possible, whether it is writing a book to improve your social media presence or connecting on LinkedIn, connecting on Instagram, doing sales tactics on social media or speeches or TEDx or motivation, all of that. That's what, that was my core topic of, of my podcast. Finding the core topic of my podcast was all based on how I would have been able to distribute that specific episode on social media. And that was what has driven me to actually find new guests. And the funny thing is that we started as said from someone in our inner circle, so that had, you know, was not that famous at the time. He became a, a good Facebook group influencer as of now. He has a group of almost 20,000 people about digital nomads. And so we started from guest number one, where we both had a group around 2,000 people to build up to guest number 20, which is a CEO of a Forbes 30 under 30, Inc. 30 under 30, CEO of a multi-million dollar company. And all of, that, all of that was thanks to the signals I gathered from social media. Yeah, yeah. So you're, in distributing your podcast episodes on social media, is that primarily because the nexus of your kind of audience is on a Facebook group? Or, or would you suggest that for most people in most circumstances? I mean, I'm not a podcast expert, but... I consider myself to be pretty good on social media strategies. So if anyone that's listening to this is thinking about starting a podcast or, or just started a podcast, you have to know that there are a lot of social medias that are not the mainstream ones that usually it's like Facebook and Instagram as of now that are thriving. So you have LinkedIn in which you're able to get really good B2B connections in a way that four months ago wasn't possible. So LinkedIn in the last four months changed a lot and... Even someone like me with only 800 connections on LinkedIn, 
I get around 14,000 to 20,000 views per post. Wow. So that's an awesome way to actually distribute your podcast to actually highly targeted individuals that you've actually chosen yourself within your connections. The same thing goes if you have a highly niche-specific podcast, you can go on Quora, which is a social media network that very few people use, where people ask questions. And you know that if someone is asking a very specific question that you have covered within your podcast, then definitely that person might be interested in your podcast because only certain specific type of people would ask those specific questions. So actually going into LinkedIn and Quora marketing and deploying a strategy that enables you to distribute your podcast to highly B2B leads on LinkedIn or highly targeted leads on Quora, that is something that, according to me, everyone should be doing. And then when you know the audience you have and who is actually the most likely to be interested in your podcast, distributing your podcast via Facebook ads. So not going for traffic, not going for, uh, for sales, but going for engagement on a Facebook ads campaign to see who will engage with actually your posts. So not having them go and listen to my podcast, but sharing some value with them that you have shared in your podcast. So creating, you know, a short blog about the podcast, a short quote about the podcast, and then distributing that with, of course, a link to the full episode uh, using a Facebook ads engagement campaign. That's something that can benefit anyone that has a podcast. And not in kind of absolute numbers, but as a percentage, maybe with Facebook ads for the podcast episodes themselves, how much, what kind of percentage of a normal ad would you spend on just promoting a podcast episode? Would you promote it just like you would a blog post or, or any other piece of content or is it less? It depends on how big the podcast, how big is the role of the podcast within your social media marketing strategy. In my opinion, I think that you should start spending a lot more on podcasts than people used to do in the past six months. You know, I mean, Alexa skills, Amazon Home, Amazon Echo Dot, whatever, like all, a lot of voice devices are coming up. Podcast is trending now more than ever. And if you get the experience of podcasting, right off the bat, and then you start actually distributing the podcast to as many people as possible from the start using Facebook ads while it's still underpriced for the podcasts, I would actually distribute it a lot more than a blog. Reason is a blog you can distribute organically a lot easier than you can do a podcast. And that's, that's absolutely why I would actually spend more on Facebook ads for a podcast than I would do for a blog. I, I blog, you can share it yeah, email marketing, you can, you can share it in a lot of different ways. A podcast is a bit different because if you send an email, I mean, you know, peak times for the emails, like for example, 9 a.m. EST, people are going to be probably working, you know, so they're not going to listen to your podcast straight away. While if you do them on Facebook ads and they get retargeted with probably higher frequency than needed, they might actually see your ad three, four times in two days and then say, okay, I'll save these posts and listen to it later. Sure, sure. In terms of targeting, and uh, apologies if this is kind of more advanced Facebook advertising things, but but in terms of targeting an audience for a podcast episode versus a blog post, do you do you target the same type of audience or in the same way? Yes. No, um, keep in mind that I'm saying yes, because before I even target any audience for any content distribution, I make sure I have a pre-qualification step in my Facebook ads funnel. So I make sure that either I have 
an email list of people that I know will be interested in my podcast or potentially in my blog, or I use the data I gathered from visitors of my website, of my company website, to actually be able to target them properly, to retarget them properly. If I do not have that, I will actually, I, I say, warm up my pixel. So first of all, drive traffic to my website and see who actually engages the most. And then I take out a custom audience of the people that engage the most and then retarget my, my podcast to them. And the same thing I do for blogs. Of course, I might actually choose different interests, you know, depending on what I want to do. If my podcast is on iTunes, for example, I would just go and uh, reach out to iOS users because it's pointless to have it on Android users if it's only on iTunes. If it's only on, I don't know, only on Google Play Music and it's not on iTunes, then I would just exclude people that use iOS. But basically, I would go for mobile and use the custom audience I built. Okay. Yeah, fascinating stuff. I'd love to... We might have to have you back on in a few episodes to talk more about this. I think this is something that is really going to be coming into the mainstream in the future. I think promoting via Facebook ads for blog posts has been around for a while. Fewer people are podcasting, which is maybe why it's not been as popular. But yeah, I mean, for like for us, for us, uh, this is the main form of content that we're going to be creating. So it makes all the sense in the world for us to just retarget people or to, to send this to cold audiences, people that haven't been to our website before. Shifting a little bit to, to talking about Facebook groups, uh, I've had a lot of conversations with people about Facebook groups being like the highest engaging way to connect with your audience. It is. Better than email, better than, I'll say, regular social media, like a page or something. And I think it's probably because of the, the level of trust that people are able to develop with you and other people in the community over time. But yeah, can you talk a little bit about how you have kind of managed and grown your Facebook group? Absolutely, absolutely. First of all, I want to start with two stats, which I'm sure that, that we'll, uh, like the listeners will actually be amazed about. First of all, on a monthly basis, I gather around 800 emails, thanks to my Facebook group, for free. And all the emails, of course, are targeted to, from people that are interested in social media marketing. That's the name. The first three words in my Facebook group name is social media marketing. And sorry, those are people who come into the group and then go to your website and enter their email somewhere? No, before I, it's a, I have a closed group. So I have a 10K closed group. I see. They have to apply to be, they have to request to be, to, to the access. And the first question I ask is their email. Gotcha. Okay. So in that case, in that way, I'm able to use the email and you understand that if I have a custom audience like this big on a monthly basis, I can actually create a lookalike audience that will help me a lot for anything that I'm doing. Second part of it is on the 10K members we have, as of now, I have 6.8 thousand active members on a monthly basis and 3,200 ghosts, so to say, followers. In that group, today I went live for 20 minutes, not planned. So not, not planned at all. It's the second time I go live without actually planning anything. A completely different format. And I crossed 250 views after two hours. And those 250 views are actually from people that are highly engaged with us. That if you do a comment letter, we got comments, we got posts with over 600 comments 
we have videos with over 1,200 views. Wow. We are talking about, you know, over 10% engagement, which actually on social media for big numbers, it's pretty weird if you don't spend any money. But the important thing is that a lot, also a lot of people, I think, mistake this, is that that's a community. Mm-hmm. The reason why Facebook groups are going well, the reason why Facebook groups are easier to grow if you know what you're doing is because Facebook is focused right now into building communities. Your Facebook group is a community. It's not, you know, it's not a, it can be part of a sales process, but it's not a pitch pool. You can go there and try to sell your stuff and promote your stuff blatantly. What we do, we share and huge amount of value inside the group just to help people get better with social media. And the response is true. Like I did the live today because yesterday I got a message from someone in the group that closed the collaborations with one of the top 10 makeup brands in the world with an Instagram profile that's not even 3,000 followers. Wow. She used our method. She used like, you know, she's been applying a lot of the stuff we, we talk about for the past four weeks. And then it happened. That's the type of interaction you get on a Facebook group. You get real people that will actually message you, message you with which you can create real relationships and they feel like going to a club. You know, it's back in the day, there, there were that group of people that would always meet up in a specific bar, in a specific restaurant, in a specific club because they were hanging out. That's what they were doing. Now that we are in the social days, Facebook groups are doing the same thing. People that are, care about fitness, if you get them into a good fitness Facebook group, they will spend all day on Facebook in that fitness Facebook group, connecting with people, interacting and exchanging value. So we created a platform where we, they could do that first for Instagram and then we switched to social media marketing. And that's, I have to be honest, that's working perfectly for us. Yeah. That's really working wonders. And I think the one criticism that I hear often about face something like Facebook groups where it's not, I'll say on your domain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, is that, that you don't have any idea who's in your group or you don't have an email address. You don't have a way to connect with those people. If Facebook decides to shut down groups tomorrow, which they're not going to do, but, but I think that's, that's just a fair example, but you've done a really nice job. I think of getting up a tangible asset, if you will, uh, about the people that are in your your community, building your contact list, mm-hmm. so that if and when you needed to connect with those people outside of Facebook, you have a way to do that via the email address that you connect because your group is closed. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely, that's 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 absolutely. I mean, if you are starting a Facebook group uh, and it's kind of niche related, so you want to keep it closed and nurture the people that are in there and give the right value, you need to have the, the their emails. Because then you can, I mean, I mean, you can do contests, giveaways, you can do a lot of fun activities within a group. And in order to do that, you need their emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a, we have a, a Facebook group. Uh, it's also called Podcast Hackers. And we do not do that currently, but that's something that, uh, that we'll be changing here shortly is to, to drive people to the website, to just send in an application. And I'm sure you, you approve most people that apply to join your group. I mean, if they reply to all the questions... Then I approve everyone. Okay. I have like people, you know, sometimes people are lazy, they click join group and then don't actually fill out the, the questions. Then in that case, I do not approve because if they didn't have the time to actually fill out three questions that are pretty easy, I do not think they will have the time or what it takes to actually engage with the group. And within my group, I only want people that are able to engage and that I can actually give back to the community because it's a community. 
Sure, sure. It's not a one-way street. They got everyone has to collaborate. Yep, sure, sure. Exactly. Wonderful. Uh, so I guess last question is is kind of around, I'll say, stair-stepping your way up the, I don't say quality of guests that you have, but you have more and higher and higher profile guests on your show. And I know a lot of that is just the confidence to reach out to those people after you started with those first handful of podcast episodes. But can you give a, a framework or methodology that you use now to decide which guests would be best for your podcast and how you go about recruiting those those kind of higher profile guests? Yes, of course. Um, I'll, of course, talk about my method. I, I don't know if anyone is in any other niche. I think you can replicate the same reasoning process I applied. So... We wanted to establish ourselves as a social media marketing agency, and we knew that the people we were trying to reach were probably going to consume some content that was not salesy. You know, we didn't. We wanted to create a form of content that was genuinely not salesy, and we thought either blog or podcast. But in the blog, you're not able to interact and to understand who I am. You know, I'm the host of the podcast, so I, and I'm the CSO of the of the agency as well. So I wanted people to be able to relate to me. And that's that's what I did in the first five episodes. So I built up confidence on my end. And then I went on LinkedIn and Facebook and saw who are the most trending people with a good audience that would have actually been got, gotten a positive feedback from our audience. And I just started networking. I mean, to be honest, there is like to me, there is no trick into improving the quality of the guests. The only thing is you need to ask and you need to engage genuinely. As I said before, if they come to your podcast, you're also giving them an audience. You're also helping helping them improve their brand and brand awareness. So you're already doing a value exchange. But the most important thing to me is actually how you reach out to them. I always nurture the relationship first. I didn't go straight for the podcast. I engage with their content. I started. I, bef- I either connected with them on LinkedIn or befriending them on Facebook. Starting a conversation that wasn't about the podcast, and after a few times we talked, I introduced the fact that I do a podcast and I would love to have them uh, in the podcast. So, and I always said, look, I mean, I understand you're a high profile individual and my podcast is only uh, 10 episodes old or 12, 14, whatever the number was at the time. And that you might probably charge for these kind of events, given your stature. But, you know, we have a thriving community of millennials that would love to hear from you. And you can use our podcast to actually increase the number of people that know your name within a target market that you usually do not have access to. And so... We, I based it all on a genuine, and I, I, I want to stress genuine, value exchange. And that's what got us into, like, you know, all the guests I mentioned. Like, some of them, I'm, 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 I'm honest, I was truly astonished that they even opened the first message. Yeah. And, but that happened. You know, if you don't send a message, no one is going to open it. That's the point. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, we've had similar experiences with reaching out to, yeah, some pretty high-end people and I think that it's a little bit of the the novelty of podcasting still. I mean, here in 2018, podcasting is still really, it's getting really popular, but relative to something like blogging. Yeah, it's the romantic. It's, it's you know, it has that romantic feeling, I think, the podcasting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's better. It's more, I think the thing is, it's more genuine than blogging because you have different uh, type of engagement. We can exchange something more than a blog can and you cannot misunderstand the the tone of my voice or what I'm saying on a podcast, but you can misunderstand what's written in a blog. Sure, sure. 
so Enrico, can you tell folks where they can kind of find out more about you, maybe your Facebook group, uh, and connect with you online? Absolutely. Our, first of all, you can check out our website, which is avenic.com. You can find our podcast, The Avenic Interviews, both on Stitcher and iTunes. And our Facebook group is Social Media Marketing Revolution, The Avenic Community. And the address is simply facebook.com slash groups slash Avenic. Awesome. Awesome. Enrico Lunian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Craig. It was amazing. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.